When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Uh, I mean, just with the success we had and uh, not even playing the, our best ball yet, uh, it's what really, you know, we're excited about. And, uh, I mean, this season is long. Uh, so, you know, just to be 5-1 and one going into the bye, uh, getting that rest in before, you know, the second half of the season is uh, definitely a good position to be in. Is Justin Jefferson the best receiver in the NFL? Go, baby. All right, let's go get it. Coming out of the bye week here, Purple Daily didn't have a bye week. We mm-hmm. just kept rolling through 365 days a year on this uh, on this podcast feed and YouTube channel, baby. Don't need one. Don't need a bye week. Bye weeks for, for the week. <laughs> Purple Daily is not week. I, I am I am done with the bye week though. Like I, I need a football game, a local football game. Yeah, like two weeks, you. two weeks feels it feels like an eternity since the Vikings played a game. Don't like it. It does. I, I I don't even like you know like they play on a Thursday. I, I like when they play on a Thursday because it just means like oh the football game's here. But then it's like oh now I gotta wait ten, 10 more days. days. Yep, don't like it. Could they play Thursday to then Sunday again? I mean, could we? You know, soccer teams do it. You got red zone on Sunday. Magic elixir to all life's problems. Yeah, but it's it's different. It's different without the Vikings. Yeah, I'm I, with Declan on this. I, one. I don't need to watch the Panthers and Jaguars in the red zone. I, I just want to yes, watch. Yes, you the do because you know what it does. A little scouting for you, so you can see the rest of the league, and now you make judgments. <laughs> oh man, I want to hear you guys argue about this for another <laughs> half hour, but uh, Not unfortunately, argument. we don't have time. Not an argument. This is uh, daily Vikings entertainment here. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And it's presented by our friends at TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs, delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. And we have an announcement. Are you ready for this, Judd? Do you have the, like, the copy for this legit question? I'm calling for... it up right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm calling it up right now because I completely forgot to call it up before. Okay. Yes. Well, I'll lead you into this by saying I do have it November now. 6th is our yes. next surly purple daily watch yep. party and yep. live viewing of vikings vent line it's and, not going to be held at surly right. brewing company anymore sound the alarm because i want to get everyone's attention even more so okay okay we have change moved. of venue change of venue change of venue change of venue uh because there was some fear at at surly that it might be chilly makes sense on november 6th we are moving our surly purple daily vent line watch party to first round a bar a bar that opened in february inside the mall of america so we will be gathering 
for Commanders Vikings at noon, November 6th, inside first round at MOA. We will still be celebrating Purple Daily, celebrating Ventline, and most importantly, cheersing and celebrating all of the great Surly beers, including Before I Die. But again, it's going to be inside. It's going to be warm. It's going to be great. First round is the bar inside MOA. I believe on the first floor, right by Legoland and right by Camp Nickelodeon. I still call it Camp Snoopy. I know it's not officially Camp Snoopy anymore. I do too. But I'm a 90s baby and I still call it Camp Camp Snoopy. Snoopy to me, damn it. Um, That's okay. It's right there. And there's plenty of great products and there's plenty of TVs. There'll be plenty of opportunities to watch the purple and hang out with us. It'll be a blast. Love it. And uh, old Macadac's going to be in there for that one as well. So looking forward to seeing all of you guys at first round Sunday, November 6th. All right. Mark your calendars. We'd love to see you. Uh, This is a Feedback Friday episode of Purple Daily where we just take all of your comments, questions, concerns, critiques, whatever, your theories on the Vikings and life. And we uh, get to as many of these questions as possible. You can always send us stuff through the feedback tab on the Score North app. That's the best way to do it. And then we also peruse comment sections on YouTube and Twitter and TikTok and whatnot. Emerson Price asks via the app, what if the Vikings traded a third or second round pick for Kyle Pitts? The tight end is a stud (laughs) with 6'6 speed. We need a tight end with hands. This guy uh, has hands, but he's on a run-heavy Atlanta team. Atlanta, by the way, I think leading that division now, like three and four. (laughs) Um, he's been highly underutilized for a guy that was supposed to revolutionize the position when he was drafted, right? I guess my question is to you, Art, is he available? Are there reports that Kyle Pitts is available? Um, If he is, I am very interested. I just don't know that he's available. I would, uh, man, he almost set the tight end rookie receiving record last year. He was awesome with Matt Ryan in his last season there. I'm guessing Atlanta's not going to just sell him for peanuts, but I would love this guy on my team. I, I, I think he's being completely underutilized uh, with, with this Falcons, and they're on a complete rebuild. Um, he was one of the best tight ends in college football at Florida. Second-round picks is awfully steep, but I, I do think that he's being significantly underutilized, and I would love him on the Vikings. I would. So the, the closest I, I can find to a Kyle Pitts potential trade in doing a search right now and hitting Kyle Pitts trade and news <laughs> is this. The Atlanta Falcons should trade, uh, and it, it's from Blogging Dirty, which is a great okay. name oh, for yeah. a blog. So, there's, so it's, just, it's like a so one Falcons blogger has it's floated not, this. It's, it's not a out, thing. It's not a thing. <laughs> okay. um, I think the price would be, I'm, my guess, far too high. Okay, well, let's get to some things that are things. Bad Dad Joke says, with a creative play caller like KOC, I think trading for someone like Chase Claypool makes a ton of sense. Hmm. You have a guy with attributes like size, catch radius, and leaping ability while having legitimate deep threat speed. He could function as a hybrid wide receiver tight end. Uh, When we go tempo with 11 personnel, you could have him as the tight end. And then J.J. Thielen, Claypool, K.J., uh, could all be on the field, increasing our ability to to uh, run block against lighter boxes. Man, oh, football. good board. His wingspan in the red zone would be an asset. He's six foot four, like two hundred thirty five pounds or something. Seems like a great opportunity for us. So, yeah, I see a lot of lot of Chase Claypool interest among Vikings fans. Count me among them, by the way. But there is a report that the Steelers are seeking a second round pick for Claypool right now. 
Um, so I'd be tempted. I'd be tempted to entertain this because I, I do think that he would serve as a potential difference maker for a team that needs one. That being said, I wonder if the Vikings are are sniffing around and basically starting at, at the very most, a third-round pick. Um, this intrigues me, though. I'm not dismissing it. Chase Claypool on this team, for the purposes that we talked about, definitely intrigues me. So a second-round pick might be a little bit too much, uh, but I certainly would discuss it and uh, try to work off of that as a starting point. Yeah, I mean... It probably serves better for the offense in general. I, I know I just I sold high on Kyle Pitts because uh, I, w- I would love him on this team because he's being underutilized in Atlanta. I mean, it doesn't seem like KLC's offense really just loves the tight end. I, I, you know, even Irv Smith and Johnny Munt are trying to be like forced down us, and they just they look more like Jags in this offense. So maybe finding a legit complimentary wide receiver, the one B, if you will, to Justin Jefferson. It, it w- if you're going to give up the second or third, I probably would rather give it to Chase Claypool than it would be to Kyle Pitts. You know, I'm trying to think about this from like this year's standpoint, but also like the big picture of next year too. And and I'm I'm going to say this without really having done a dive into how many great wide receivers are available in the first round of next year's draft. The perfect scenario to me would be not trading draft capital for Claypool or Judy, who those those are the two guys that we've been talking about. There's other names out there too, but those are like the two names that are just available on the trade block according to reports right now. Because those guys only have a couple more years left of like really cheap team control contracts. The best case scenario would be keep your draft capital, keep your third round pick, keep your second round pick, whatever it is, and draft a wide receiver with size and speed in the first round next year so that you have now, so now as Justin Jefferson enters his big contract in two years, you've got five years of a rookie scale contract, 1B, if you hit on him. And then you don't have to give up your third and your fifth or whatever to get a Judy or a Claypool. But that doesn't help you for this year in a year where the NFC is extremely vulnerable. I mean, there's only five teams above 500 right now. The Buccaneers are two games under 500. They're dead. The Packers are about to be two games under 500. So I'm trying to balance, like, what would be good for the next three to five years with, holy crap, the NFC is wide open more than it's been in, like, the last 10 years watching the Vikings. And that portion of the question, I think, 1,000% has to be factored in, right? Like, it just has to be. Um, I find it interesting that that the Vikings, and I don't know if this is a sign of things to come uh, because it's just one draft. I find it interesting that there were certainly some pretty good receiver options there when their first-round pick came up last April, and they traded back, and then they didn't take one. So, like, I wonder what that says about their, if that's a philosophy about this position, unless there's just a you know, beyond belief player available. And, you know, ideally right now, it does look like the Vikings will be drafting in the 20s too, Phil. So I don't know who's going to be out there when they do draft. But I don't think you can dismiss the fact that this seems to be a very odd year in which the conference, beyond Philadelphia, I don't think anybody can be considered superior to the Vikings at this point. Yeah. And even Philadelphia, like right now, they are superior, and they definitely beat the brakes off the Vikings a few weeks back. But that could shift and change oh, yeah. in a month and a half or two months if the Vikings were to add a piece and keep building this offense. By the way, I'm getting this from a Steelers section of SI.com, and they are uh, 
they're quoting a pro football focus trade idea. So PFF using, you know, like their value tools to uh, to put together a Claypool trade. It's with the Titans, who are the AFC Vikings. And here's the trade. In exchange for Chase Claypool, who has a year and a half left on his rookie scale contract, the Steelers would receive a 2023 second round pick and a 2024 third round pick. Mm. And then you'd have to mm. confront paying Claypool in addition to paying Jefferson. That's that's tough. But but again, he could help you this year stretch the right. field and make big plays. But then you have to pay him in like a year and a half. So it's it is mm. it's such a conundrum. It is do you go full Rams? That's the question, right? Do you go full Rams and take take trade chips and draft picks off the table for future seasons to help this year's team? So just as a parameter of a potential trade fill off your point too. The Chiefs yesterday acquired Kadarius Tony from the Giants. They are going to send a conditional a third round conditional pick uh, which the Chiefs had gotten originally from the Bears and a 2023 sixth round pick okay. to to the Giants. Okay. So that's a real trade there for Kadarius Tony who's going to contribute there. I don't know if Kadarius Tony is going to be put in the same uh, same bin as Chase Claypool. So, like, it does make sense that a second rounder for Claypool would be the asking point. Does that take the Chiefs out of the OBJ discussion? I think it does distance them a little bit more. So that's good news for the Vikings if yes. they say, you know, actually we could just get OBJ for, like, a year and a half and yes. pay pay money yes. and then have his contract come off the books when JJ's contract, the new contract, goes on the books. See, and I think- I'm good with that. And and I think the OBJ because he and O'Connell are clearly pretty tight. I think that option is the best one from a standpoint of not having to forfeit draft picks. Mm-hmm. So like now you now if, if he'll sign a two year contract, and you, you would certainly need to, as we discussed on the Thursday show, tweak some things salary cap wise. But if you could get OBJ on a two year contract, um, and then he he walks, yes, that's. Viable. The only question on him to me then would would be this: He has now torn that ACL twice, so like you you would need to have some assurances that he's going to come back strong. But if he does, that's a pretty attractive potential uh, chip to get instead of making a trade. Yeah. Well, and I think if you're going to ask the question, are you going full Rams? I don't think. Claypool and Judy are in that conversation if you're going to go full L.A. Rams. I mean, the Rams have mortgaged multiple first-round picks for guys like Jalen Ramsey. Um, they, they literally said, forget about our draft picks. We're going to get skill position guys. We're going to get our quarterback. We're going to get a, the best cornerback, too, in the NFL. I think the discussion is someone above a Claypool, above a Jerry Judy. If you're going to go full L.A. Rams, it's someone that we're mm-hmm. probably not even really mentioning well, or thinking about right now. And that takes some time, too, though. Like, like the, the Rams experience is doing this once, twice, three times, four times, and not caring. And they like they had no first round picks for like six years or something. Yeah, I don't think they have a first round pick from like 2018 to 2024. Yeah, so That's like your Rams. Yeah, yes, yes. So this this would be taking the Rams blueprint and applying it, but to go f- full Rams would take like three years of saying yeah. we don't care. Go full crazy. Uh, go full crazy. That's that's uh, I think our trademark here. Yes. Uh, Jeremy Berg says, I hope we don't get OBJ. Even though he could help our offense, I could see his toxicity affecting the play of Cousins. I don't think that the toxicity thing, I think that's like five years ago. That's like That was like Giants OBJ. By all accounts, Rams OBJ is not toxic. 
I don't think O'Connell, I think O'Connell's style would not, would not trigger the toxic uh, poison that comes from OBJ when he's being a malcontent. Like if yes. you brought him in with Zimmer, I said, you can't do that. that this ain't going to work. Because Zimmer would make little snide comments and stuff or whatever. I think well, yeah, KFC seems up. more intentional with the way he communicates. With I love I love that. And and mm-hmm. Mike and Mike ran like an old school ship, right? Like this is how we do things. Guys like OBJ love to push back. O'Connell he doesn't do that stuff. Yeah. So that doesn't scare me nearly as much with Kevin O'Connell. Yes. Uh, okay. Brian Wall here says thanks so much for making Purple Daily a daily thing. I've been a Vikings fan for 40 or so years but haven't lived in the market for 30 of those years. So it's great to be able to get in uh, an objective look about my favorite love-hate relationship, the Vikings. I got a little behind listening to Purple Daily this week but wanted to comment on Monday's show. First of all, Phil was correct. Judd and Declan did not have hot takes. By the way, Brian is one of probably 500 people that came to my defense after you guys muted you know what? my microphone. Disrespectful, re- by the way. I okay. have now realized during our during our rapping with Royce today, I realized what the problem was. I can explain if you want, well, but I realized the problem. Well, I mean, the problem was you guys didn't have hot takes. But here, uh, lawyer lawyer Chase chimes in. He is the chief legal counsel of the Purple Daily Leadership Cabinet. And he said, hey, guys, this is the perfect spot for Lawyer Chase here. He says, there must be a ruling on the argument from Monday's episode, the dispute about hot takes. The issue is what distinguishes a hot take from a statement. Mackey was correct. The plain meaning of a hot take requires an opinion present in the sentence. Indeed, the point of the take is not to state a fact or a statement. Rather, its purpose is to pro- provoke emotion or something that cannot be proven factually. Which I love, Chase. I love this. This is so Thank correct. You, See definition from Cambridge and American Webster dictionaries. Further, since the show and Score North are very critical as to the pr- uh, as to the predictions that are allowed on Write That Down, the same must be said here. Of course, you may always provide context after the hot take, but you cannot say that a statement is a hot take right. when it cannot be defined as such. Thus. Uh, the ruling is Phil is correct. You guys are great. Thanks for having fun debates on the show. Uh, so there's our our lawyer chases. Thank now we have to figure out what to do with these Monday episodes, though, because no, I don't know. Right. I don't know how we pick up the pieces now. Okay, it's very very simple. So here's the flaw in the entire segment. Declan and I did have hot takes. We didn't state them off the top, which is what you wanted, which is right. So what we need to why so, wouldn't you? So. So what it needs to be is state your hot take because what we did was we gave you a statement and then articulated a take. The what you want is called hottest yeah. Vikings take. Right, but well, you can put a headline of for you guys. But you could put a headline. For instance, get to Philadelphia is not a hot take, but it then goes into a the Vikings can the Vikings are going to make the NFC championship game. That's a hot take. Yes. So, so what it's we a, need it's to it's do also kind of a prediction too. We, you know. So what yeah. we need, so what we need to do is call it stating your hot take. It, so it has to be in. You want it in the statement. I was giving you a Roycey column, which is I was giving you a a statement to start with, and then I was going into my hot, hot take. I dressed it up. I put a ribbon on my hot take, and nobody liked the ribbon. Okay, so screw everybody who didn't like my okay. ribbon. I'm so, going to give the floor to so, – I have comments here, but I'm going to give state, the floor to Declan. State your hot take is what we need to call that segment. 
Judd, we just dropped the ball on Monday is basically what happened. We, we, we basically dropped the ball. We, we, we dressed things up. We did not have it right. This is why also after like right. assessing too, by the way, and, and I am someone who has, I can, well, I do it on accountability sessions with old tweets exposed too. We, we admit that we're wrong all the time. I can look back and realize, oh, I, I screwed up there. There was like three different times this week that I like went, not went back and listened, but I realized I had a take in my mind about the Vikings. Like, oh, that would have been perfect for Monday. Like, I, I just like kept going back, being like, "This is oh, what self scouting week is all about." Yeah. So, this is what this is. And what I said we did screw it up. Yeah, but what we want to do, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying we didn't screw up. I'm saying the segment is state your hot take so okay. that it's in the headline. First of all, all right, I, I will agree. Whatever we need to do to make it click, let's do it. State but your hot. Take. I feel like you are. Oddly blaming the segment. I agree. Instead of yourself. I agree. No, I blame myself already. But then what I did was I cleaned it up. (laughs) I fixed it. (laughs) You did. So another thing I was thinking is we should mandate. You have to say, and we wouldn't have. We don't have to do this. But I was. I was trying to think how can we, how can we clarify this for Mondays? You have to start everything you say right away with I think. So now it's an opinion. Like everything that comes after, I think is going to be an opinion, right? Right. So, so it would never be I think on to Philadelphia or whatever. It would be right. I, I think, the, think Vi- the Vikings are going to play the Correct. Eagles in Philadelphia in the NFC Championship game. Yes. Woo. Okay. Or I think the Vikings are better than Philadelphia now, yep. despite losing to them a few weeks ago. S- yes. And state, then you go from there. State your Vikings. Hot take. I Vi- yeah. State your hot take or Vikings. I think yeah. so, whatever. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Nope. Okay. We, I, we're good. We're I good. We're good. I self scouted. Yeah. We're good. I self scouted, and then I fixed. <laughs> I love it. Yes, I fixed the issue. I have my it. issue. All right. I love it. Um, this is great. This is what self scouting we Chase is about. right though. Chase, Chase's note is super on point. And this is why we have A lawyer helps. Yes, this is why we have lawyer Chase on staff here uh, on the Purple yeah. Daily you Leadership see? Cabinet. The cabinet really works. It's it not does. like some cute thing. <laughs> the cabinet's real. <laughs> yes. Um, you know what else is real? The results from Livia. Oh, God, you got that that right. Uh, 40 pounds down, 40 pounds off, 40 pounds stay off. And and I want to issue everyone a challenge right now because it's football season. It's getting cold out, and it is really easy to take the foot off the gas right now, right? You're on the couch a lot. You don't go out. You don't Comfort do, foods do are calling. Comfort foods, exactly right. And here's what I want to challenge you. I want everyone that has looked in the mirror and wants to drop those pounds to be down 20 pounds by the end of the season. And I want you to use my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers to help you out because I'm going to tell you right now, it feels great and it is as simple as possible. And here's the best part. First eight weeks right now, free. That's right, free. With the Flex program, it allows you to enjoy foods you love, fruit, pasta, and even bread. Livia.com. 855 go L I V E A Livia. Look at that picture. Sports dad going out for <laughs> you can get your you know what? Is that photoshopped or is that your sweater? That's my sweater. You know, I've never Classy, seen him dude. once wear this sweater in real life. I've got it right here. I've got it right here. Right. I rarely wear it. Right I rarely wear like it. That. But yes, it's a great you, sweater. Well, thank you very much. And if you want to wear clothes like those for me that didn't previously fit inside or outside the, the uh, state, because you can do the program virtually and then keep that weight off. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. Join the Judd Challenge right now. 20 pounds by the end of the season. You're going to feel great. That sweater used to look like Under Armour on Judd two years ago. right? I mean, it was, it was like 
It was like squeezing Judd into a tight leather trash bag or tight trash bag or something. I didn't wear it. I I didn't wear it, and now I do. Uh, Also, hello to our friends at Federated who have been helping us build our business the last few years at Score North and Purple Daily, Mackie and Judd. And they've been helping business owners in the state of Minnesota and outside for over 100 years. They're all about – they're basically like having a great offensive line for your business, like all about looking out on the horizon, preventing – protecting against risks that could ding your business. Uh, Just a great guiding hand to help you navigate challenges as a business owner. Go to federatedinsurance.com to find out more information at Federated. It's our business to protect yours. Okay, back to the fray here, back to the comments. Um, Jacob Johnson says, a lot of us Kirk fans don't really believe he is a top five quarterback, FYI. He's identifying as a Cousins Crusader here. Uh, We know he's around 10. That's close enough. That's close. We can all agree. Yeah, like that's fine. It's probably more like whatever. But ten's fine, especially with Rodgers coming down the hill and yeah. Russell Wilson. Like whatever. Yeah. Um, anyhow, he says our argument is we just believe he wasn't put in the best situation to win. He doesn't need a perfect situation around him. How about just average situation with some common sense? Pocket quarterback. When you draft a small zone blocking center from a small, well, not a small school. He's from a power five school. But your point is taken. Um, and then he continues and says, um, Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford this year with bad offensive lines are not winning. Aaron Rodgers with bad wide receivers, not winning. Russell Wilson with bad coaches, not winning. But here's my counter to that would be all four of the guys you just mentioned. When you give them a good to great car, they drive it deep in the playoffs. They drive it to 12, 13, 14 wins in the regular season. They drive it to Super Bowl championships. The debate isn't, well, I mean, it's not his. It's not It's not a blame about fault when you're losing. The, the discussion is about when the car is good enough, maybe it, the cars aren't going to be perfect. How far can you drive it? Right. And up until this season, he has been right. unable to drive the car. I think 10 wins is the best regular season team record he's ever been a part of. One playoff win. So what we want to see is if given a really good car, and we all agree this is a pretty good car. And they've started 5-1 and one despite him not playing at his peak Kirk level. Right. Can he drive it to an 11 or 12 win season and a couple playoff wins or a Super Bowl? Like that, that is the question for you Cousins Crusaders out there. Yeah, and I, I don't think as the group of, of uh, Wilson and Brady start to age out. I mean, Brady's 45 years old, okay? I don't think that now it's like, oh, you see? You see Kirk's do, doing this and they're, they're not. Um <laughs> Brady's forty five, man. <laughs> like, like, like. There's no comparison here. Um. So, so, like, it's not like. Well, now, he just got now divorced. Kirk, like, that's you know, official now. He's, he's sad. Kirk huh? is not. Kirk is not going backwards in in age himself. And so, yeah, I look. I think I've been very fair in saying this. Kirk Cousins' statistics are on pace to not be great, but his record and and his late game production has been good. And I don't think we have been very critical of Kirk in two thousand. Uh, 22 at all so like that's the best i can do though like i can't torture this into well now you see russell wilson is struggling uh the guy has been to places that kirk at, at this point in kirk's career can only dream of so um i can't go i can't go like that far and, and be like well see now cousins is this or that yeah let's just let this play out see how it works and 
hopefully enjoy a ride that so far six games in has been record-wise very successful. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, like the thing that bothers me the most about these these cousins arguments is the equivocation. It's all it's always well, but like look at this other thing over. Well, Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl, so therefore cousins is validated. Or well, look, see, Aaron Rodgers is struggling now without a perfect roster around him, and now Kirk is validated. It's like no, Kirk needs to validate himself. Right. Stop. Stop with the like the equivocation on the left and the right side over here. This is would we all agree at this point the offensive line is really good compared to years past. They've got franchise left and right tackles. They've got a really good left guard. Bradbury's having the best season of his career. Like this is the best offensive line he's had. Uh, you've got weapons. You got good weapons. They do need another wide receiver at some point. They can stretch the field. But they've, there's a lot of teams that would love to have Jefferson and Thielen in the red zone and things like that. Uh, defensively, it's been clunky, but they are a top half of the league scoring defense at this point. They're 5-1 and one to start the year. I don't care about other quarterbacks at this point. I just want to see Cousins drive this car. Drive the car, dude. It's 34 years old. Well, L- let's go get it. I don't mean to insult Kirk here because I've been complimentary, but I will say this. Do you, do you know when you're in uh, dr- driver's ed and you you got you got to get, get your uh, miles in? So you, you go out with a teacher on the road. Uh, at least when I was 15 or 16, my teacher had a break yep. on, on his on, side. On the horse and buggy? Uh, so, <laughs> yes, exactly. My teacher had a break. And so, like, if I was about to hit somebody or something, he could just break and be yeah. like, judge, you're an idiot. Yeah, my mind uh, had that too, yeah. I yeah. feel like Kevin back. O'Connell is in the, in the passenger seat, don't you? Nervously hanging, he's nervously hanging on to the... To the side panel yeah. with his foot. I'm just saying, I, I think it helps to have O'Connell uh, in that seat. And, you know, it's like, Kirk, don't do No. Oh, okay. I just I just broke for you. By the way, would there be a more terrifying job than no, there's not. sitting in the passenger seat with a 15-year-old driving on the freeway for the first time? And do you know how little money God. you get? So it's Yeah, it's it sounds terrible. My worst, my worst one was, was when I was... 15 in that predicament uh we were merging on we were merging from minnetonka boulevard onto 100 and this is when there was like no no room like you were on like there was no like little ramp that just rode and you could get get on eventually. oh god did you stop no i didn't stop but i didn't speed up nearly enough oh the the guy took his foot and stuck it on my foot and hit the gas what oh he reached over he reached over Oh, with his like left he, foot. How did he even do that? Yeah, good for him. There, good yoga or something. Oh, was there no not like a middle thing. console? So he just, no console. Okay. So it it was not hard. But he reached over and he stomped on my foot and gassed <laughs> it. And hit that. It was unbelievable. But I didn't speed up enough, and I was going to get hit. You're going to get rear-ended. That is terrifying. How about oh that? Gosh, but dude. there is not enough money in all of the world. And those guys, those folks don't get paid that well. There's no way they get paid that well. Yeah, teachers. Terrifying. Uh, Thunder Mutts 65 on YouTube says, oh my gosh, everyone wanted a more aggressive quarterback check, and now Kirk's numbers are down. I'm going to say he is not the reason the Vikings are winning more this year. The Vikings offensive line getting better, big reason. It's nice not to have people around your feet when you play quarterback. Uh, I'm glad to see that more of this team is stepping up around Cousins. I actually don't know that it's correct to say that he's been a more aggressive quarterback. You know, they have one of the lowest 
deep passing rates in the NFL. Um, I think I think we're just seeing a different system. He's not like he has one of the lowest average yards depth of target in the NFL. It's, it's, so it's it's not like he's taking all these chances down the field or anything that weren't that they were taking more chances down the field last year than this year. Yeah. So he's definitely not more aggressive. I think that comment is probably based on, on a couple of the picks, right? Because there have been a couple picks. The Bears pick was a bad one in which he was being aggressive. Uh, Philadelphia, probably. But, yeah, I would say across the board, they are definitely being, if they are being aggressive at times, it's very calculated. And, yes, it's not like it's more. You're exactly right. There's no question it's not more. Yeah. we. I, in fact, I think we'd like to probably see him be a little more aggressive or the system be more aggressive yep. starting after the bye week here. I don't, it doesn't need to be senseless, dumb throws, just throwing 50-50 passes up in the air, anything like that. But um, the next question here is from Matt Shores. The Vikings' close games are part of a league-wide trend, as are offensive struggles. And I'm looking this up here. So this year, now scoring's been up a little bit the last couple weeks, so I think we're getting back on track. As of two weeks ago, the average points per game was like 20 points per game per team. Yep. I believe it was 23 or 24 last year, which may not seem like a lot, but that's elite, That's league-wide scoring down by a full touchdown combined yep. in these games. Uh, and so, like, right now, there are almost half the league is averaging under 20 points per game so far this year. The Vikings are 13th, as we talked about yesterday, at 23 points per game. <clears throat> Only one team over 30. It's the Kansas City Chiefs averaging 32 points per game. So. Yeah, it's it, overall it, the whole the whole thing has been kind of stale offensively the entire league, I guess. And can, can you find the average margin of uh, wins too? Because it feels like that comment is exactly right. These close games are not a Vikings thing. Feels like we're seeing um, a ton of really close games, not well played, but really close. I I don't have that. In okay. fact, that's hard because yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how you would. I'd have to find that somewhere. Okay, <clears throat> but yes, it feels like that note is right on point. Yeah, and I, you know, maybe it's just fewer players playing in the preseason, and the first month, month and a half is generally clunky, anyways. But it's maybe it's just more clunky this year. And I think part of it might be some of the quarterbacks that have been running this league and inflating scoring: Buccaneers, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Packers, Russell Wilson teams have generally been like pretty good offensively. Um, some of these like Mount Rushmore quarterbacks from the past ten years are terrible or mediocre yep. this season and their offenses are struggling and there hasn't been enough of an influx of guys stepping into their spot trevor lawrence is kind of trying to but who Dak prescott's been hurt so who who are who's stepping in as rogers brady russ these guys start coming down who is stepping up and filling those shoes you know there's just kind of a void right now absolutely and de- defenses you know adjust too. like the, these guys spend the summer watching film to try to stop this so I would not be surprised if we see some, let's just say this, enforcement or tweaks in the rules come March, though. Because the league is going to want, because the league is going to want more. I think, I mean, this league loves points, man. But I don't want more, I don't want like more penalties lead to points. Well, first of all, I agree completely. I'm just saying, I wonder if the league will try to help somehow try to inflate this back up a little bit more. I guess. Uh... But defenses are good, too. Like, we've had a lot of, of schemes and ideas and and looks that get you know 
far more confusing than things probably were 15 years ago. Yeah. And then let's see here. A few people, including Rob Williams, wondering how I could leave Ryan Wright out of my top 10 best Vikings to start the season here. Overlooked. Was Ryan Wright a snub on the top ten? Defend Vi- yourself, Mackey. Defend Vikings yourself. List? Don't ask us. Defend yourself. He he's ha- he's been good. He does have a seventy. Was it a seventy-three yard punt? So that's great. And, and I'm just looking up some of the punter stats inside the twenty punts. You know, he's uh, tied for third in the NFL. Hang time. He's tied for tenth in the NFL. Um, yeah, maybe I sn- I might have snubbed Ryan Wright. Special oh, team. I think he needs to hold better on the fifty plus yarders though. I can't make a 50-yarder, and I'm, my idea to play I'm seeing some shaky holds myself. <laughs> Self-scouting that. You're scouting the holds. <laughs> I really like that. It's good. Um, Judd, when you need things done in your house or maybe hot tub maintenance, who do you oh, turn yeah. to? Oh, oh, I turn to one place, one place, and one place only, and that is my friends at Finch Home Solutions. And today I want to talk about causes for concern, okay? Flickering lights. If you have... Flickering lights. You might dismiss them. You might be like, ah, no big deal. But guess what? Electrical work in your home should be preventative safety. That's right. Flickering lights can be a problem. Don't wait until it's too late. Something's gone wrong. And now you got to call because you're in a panic and, and something, there's a problem and you can't fix it. Get ahead of the problems. And the people to do that are my friends at Finch Home Solutions. Cody and his team do an absolutely fantastic job. 612-357-2604, 612-357-2604. Or finchhomesolutions.com, finchhomesolutions.com. They have all the answers for things that might be confusing you about what's going on electronically at your home. Nice. Uh, All right. Don't forget Vikings Vent Line is back after a bye week. Right after this game is over against the Cardinals on Sunday, the Purple Daily YouTube channel is the place to be for Vikings Vantland, the most fan-friendly, interactive show in all of Minnesota sports. Uh, thank you for all your questions and comments and concerns and uh, and feedback. We appreciate it every single week. And we'll have more Vikings-related feedback on Mackie and Judd as well. So be sure to check us out on our other daily show. We'll see you guys tomorrow for Purple Picks.